a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. ASL News Radio. Good morning. Thanks for joining us for the Greenhouse. Maria Shaleos, Ton Bettis with you. Taking your calls at 801 575 8255. You can text us at 57500. Back to our phone lines, and John is in Mountain Creek. And good morning, John. What was your question? Yeah, hey, I just, uh, we, uh, I've got a, a west facing slope that um, I planted a lot of ornamental shrubs and plants and some long needle pines and this year just it has a just a bunch of weeds and i've been trying to treat them with um roundup and you know some broadleaf killer but i just i was curious there's uh, a weed that's really it's got a heavy stock on it it gets a bronze it goes to seed that i think the informal name of it here in utah is indian tobacco do you happen to know what the uh, technical name is for that weed or plant? I, I'm unsure of what you're referring to. I, there are several plants referred to as Indian tobacco. There's the the one that's most common is actually a uh, tobacco species, and it, but there's also one called Knicknick or Arctostaphylus, which is one that. So I I. When I hear Indian tobacco, it could be one of four or five different themes. Yeah, I mean, you've seen this. I know it's kind of native to Utah and probably the Intermountain. When does it flower? It gets a a heavy brown, bronze stalk and seed on it, and then it's got big kind of leaves. And so I just wanted to find out. It's kind of hard to kill. I was just curious. I've just been hitting it with Roundup. But my other question is... um, when you when you're using Roundup all the time in the soil, is that detrimental to your soil? Well, most of it's bound up in the soil, and eventually it is broken down by soil microorganisms or the sun. Um, how often are you using it? Oh, you know, I don't know, maybe three or four or five times a year. Same spots? Uh, no, just. You know, just on those weeds, I'm just spot treating. You know, yeah, you're, I think you're okay. Uh, you know, if you were treating the same area once a month for years and years, you may eventually run into trouble. But just spot treating here and there, you're fine. Okay, one last question. I was listening to your previous caller, but that post and over the top, will it? Is it pretty effective on like a native grass, a heavy blade? It could be. Head? It's just that Kentucky bluegrass is resistant. And somewhat, it's hard to kill Kentucky bluegrass with them, but you could sure try it and see how it does because there's, when you look at the label, it has 50 or 60 kinds of grasses that will be controlled. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just got grass coming up through all these ornamentals and 
you can't really spray. I don't, you know, I don't know how to. It's just yeah. It's if you bought a small bottle of Post or over the top, um, some of the forms require what's called methylated seed oil, and so you want to try to find one that doesn't require that. But a local farm store or garden center will have a number of options. Okay, and that won't. If I use that, those two brands, it won't kill. Like, uh, you know, dogwood or um, golden, you, you know. You it want, you shouldn't. Want you will have it. to look up in on the label to make sure that the specific plant, because it'll have a list of sensitive plants, and you just need to cross-reference that, but it shouldn't. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate it. I'll still try to figure out what the name of this Indian well, tobacco is. what county well. is Mountain Creek in? It's Mount, Mountain Green. She oh, Mountain Green. So Morgan. Green. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They put Mountain but, Creek on the call screener. So Mountain Green. I know exactly where that yeah. is. So you have an ag and a agent and a horticulturist. So if you mm-hmm. you're covered by Weber County, but if you look up USU Extension Weber County, I would email those pictures to Helen and the agronomist. Let them take a picture of the weed, and they could probably quickly identify it for you. Yeah, and it really doesn't matter. I can kill that weed. It's just kind of interesting to me. I, I wanted to find out what the name of it. I was just driving down the freeway here on I-15, and I looked over on the side, and that plant is growing there as I well. I wonder if so it's, it's Phragmites. Phragmites. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, look, at, frag, look up Phragmites, but that's one I'll that you see along that. the freeway a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is a plant that's, you know, it's everywhere, but... Anyway, hey, I appreciate your time. Thanks for the information. All right, John. Thanks for your call this morning. Uh, Tom, necklace, next listener wants to know how to control ants in the garden. Do we need to control ants in the garden, first of all? You may not. You know, I was digging the other day. I'm finally getting my garden in. It's mid-June. It's just that time of year and right. when I have time to do it. And I was out there, and my soil is quite rocky, and so I was using my drill with a bull bogger on it. And that's just, almost, it's an auger that fits into your drill. Mm-hmm. And I bull boggered into an ant's nest oh, wow. and flung them all over my <laughs> face and arms when I pulled the drill up. And I was bit six or seven oh, times. Wow. And so in that situation, you know, if they are a nuisance or they're biting, then there are many Herb, or insecticide options, baits, and different things that you can try. Some people will boil water and pour over the nest and just have a, a an ant boil, um, mm-hmm. I guess. So mm-hmm. that's another thing you can try. Okay. Uh, one of our listeners wanted to chime in on the grass in all of the ground covers and says uh, that grass be gone works well for them with that Kentucky bluegrass in their ground covers. Okay, and that's going to be an ortho product, so I would run with it if it works. Grass be gone, ortho. Okay. Uh, let's go to our next caller, and that is Chris in Orem. Good morning, Chris. What was your question? Good morning. Uh, my question is I'm looking at putting in a couple of rows of Sharon's or hibiscus in my cottage garden and wondered if it's too late to put them in uh, or should I wait till the fall? Oh, I would plant away. They're fine. Just make sure that they okay. don't dry out, but don't drown them. Okay. Are there any particular varieties that you recommend for How big Utah do you want or, them to get? Uh, reasonably large. Any of them are going to do fine. Um, there are some okay. newer varieties. There's one called Lil Kim. I've had it in for five years, and it's grown to four or five feet. 
Um, mm-hmm. There's the purple pillar and red pillar that are going to be more columnar, but you're going to get the best variety as far as flower variation and colors and just the standard rose of Sharon. And if you're in Logan or Heber, even in the warmer areas up there, they do okay. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I like, all right. Thanks, Chris, for your call this morning. Suddenly words are hard. I'm not sure what's going on with my mouth. Uh, let's go to our next caller, who is Summer in Santa Quin. Good morning, Summer. What was your question? Good morning there. Hey, I just have a sugar maple that has got the iron chlorosis. Um, I've treated it with the chelated iron with a drench, but I'm wondering what to expect as far as how long until it greens up. When did you Do treat it? Um, just last week. It may have been a little late in the season to see much of an effect this year. What you would watch for is especially the new growth. And if that new growth comes out dark green, then it's done what it can do. Um, those treatments usually need to go on as soon as the snow melts off in late March to early April. Oh, boy. So my best bet would be next spring to give it a treatment yeah. again. And see if your new growth comes out dark green. And if it does, you know that it will work. And then just wait okay. for next year to do it again. But as soon as your snow melts off, I, you know, it's kind of funny. I was down in the Summit Ridge area and a couple years ago. And at the top of Summit Ridge, the red maples and sugar maples were doing just fine. But as soon as you got down toward the gas station, they were all chlorotic. And there was just that much of a difference in those few hundred feet of elevation. The soil was different enough. And that you run into that quite often. Yes. Well, I'm I'm in that older part of town, not in Summit Ridge, and all the ones around me are the same thing. So Yeah. Yeah. And, so try that iron treatment again in the spring as soon as the snow melts off, and hopefully you'll have success. Well, do you feel like, so if I just do one treatment every spring, it's enough? Or do you give it a year or two and yank the tree out and plant something else? Well, if you've done it for a couple of years and haven't seen anything, there's probably another nutrient. You know, there's manganese, magnesium, and zinc that sometimes can also be, the tree can be deficient in. And so you could try just another product containing other micronutrients that are chelated to see if that helped. But after a couple of years, if the trees don't green up, they generally won't. Oh, boy. Okay, that's good to know. Thank you so much. All right, Summer, thanks so much for your call this morning. We need to come. We need to take a break. Coming back with the final segment of the show, number to call with your questions, 801-575-8255. You can also text us at 57500. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Thanks for joining us for the final few minutes of the KSL Greenhouse Show. Back to our phone lines. Jennifer is waiting on the line in Brigham City. Good morning, Jennifer. What can we help you with? Hi. Uh, My sister has found some uh, big patch of wild roses that the owner has given us permission to transplant. But they're huge and stocky. And we're wondering if they would do well if we just took cuttings and tried to plant them in the Ogden area. Boy, 
I, one of those days I can't turn on my microphone to save my life. Uh, <laughs> so if you tried to dig them, you would most likely kill them if they're that big. And so cuttings would be the best way to go. And there's several ways to do that. And what I would do is just look up online. I would just do an internet search of rose cuttings or propagating roses, and it'll bring up different methods of doing it. There's also going to be some YouTube videos and things, but I think the cuttings are going to be a lot more feasible. Okay. And she has done a lot of that with roses before. Uh, They're just so spiny. They don't even have thorns. They have needles and pins. And they're just dangerous. And I'm trying well, to are they it, a pink, <clears throat> uh, simple flower? Are they doubles or what? No, they're the they're the yellow. They're the yellow. yellow. So and that's the variety. Is they're called the Mormon. The Mormon roses is kind of the generic term, but if, they are wild. If they're the, are they the same ones that you see mixed with the red roses, red and yellow? Yeah, they do have red, but the red fades after a while. So yeah, so these are probably a variety red. called Persian yeah. yellow. Okay. You may be able to find them online and just plant new plants if you wanted to go that route, or you could try oh. propagating them. Okay. But there's well, a few different so yellow much. ones, but they're Rosa Persica is the Latin name, and Persian yellow is one that's really commonly mixed with a red one, which is called Austrian copper. All right. Well, thank you so much You're welcome. for your help. I appreciate right. it. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks, Jennifer, for your call this morning. Uh, next listener, Tan, says that her husband got miracle Grow potting soya with moisture control for her to plant tomatoes in large pots. Um, she noticed the fertilizer is 21-16-11, and she's wondering if she's only going to get green growth as a result of that and not much fruit. No. That so she doesn't need to repot? Soil isn't charged so much that it'll prevent the fruit on the tomatoes. It's not like putting direct fertilizer No, and on it will peter out after six weeks or eight weeks. It may say season long, but it would be something later on that she might have to supplement with a liquid container fertilizer, like a house plant fertilizer or something for containers. Now, why is it so much different when you're, you have tomatoes in containers? Well, because, because usually the, you don't want to fertilize. Yeah. And the potting soils that come pre-charged with fertilizer oftentimes will say season long and they might be, but what will happen is the products are using or Osmocote or like Osmocote to where they have a plastic coating that slowly releases nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium into the soil. These are tested in labs at 70 degrees with a certain amount of water and they will get that long of a feed. But in the real life environment, these products may only last half the time because it's hotter, which makes them exude the nutrients faster. And then we water more often, which also takes the nutrients out. And so you may need to fertilize a little more often, but potting soils are generally very nutrient deficient. And so it's just assumed unless you get something that says that it's a pre-charged season long, something or another, it you just assume that you need to use something like Osmocote or a weekly feed like miracle Grow or similar products. Next listener has a really weird, unusual question. They say in the past week they've seen a yellow patch right on the edge of their curbing in their beds that looks like the splatter of dried vomit. Uh, Part of it's quite orange like Cheetos. 
They have no dogs. Their yard is fenced, so they have no reason to believe that it's actually that. Um, it happened in three different locations in the past week, and they've never seen this before. Any clue as to what it might be? It's going to be okay. It's going uh, to be it's, okay? It's just slime mold or the dog okay. vomit fungus. To, oh, it's back and to the dog vomit. Yeah, they yep. just need to shovel it up and throw it away, and things will be fine. It's, we have had more moisture lately due to the monsoons and things. And as we dry out, these will start to diminish. They're really common where you have a lot of organic matter, such as thatch or tree roots. And then, but as you get hotter, they become less common. I'm afraid to look around my yard. I don't want to see dog vomit. Well, it's not. (laughs) It. It's really slime mold. It, it looks kind of yucky, but Good to know. just get a well, shovel and throw it away. Especially when you're seeing it in several areas. You're yeah, if sure you that leave it that. in place, it will smother the grass. But if oh. you just scoop it up and throw it away, it's it's fine. It's just a microorganism underground decomposing organic matter. Mm-hmm. And this stuff comes up, and as it dries, it gets trampled on, and spores blow in the wind, and it's just randomly reintroduced to new areas. And when it lands on an area of opportunity where there's organic matter and lots of moisture, it just establishes. Okay. Well, I hope it hasn't established itself in my yard, but I'll keep an eye out for it. We've heard for, from several people this morning yes. who have had this problem. So, Well, in Utah Gardening Experts, it's been all over there. They've seen several posts over the last week, and it, conditions are just ideal for it to try to reproduce. Any big projects today? Oh, man, I'm still working in the yard. The air conditioning went out. We've got to deal with that. <gasps> We've got all sorts of things going on. You know, the bad thing about pulling out most of your landscape to put in a new patio is where there's dirt things grow that you don't want to grow. Weeds, yes. So that's my big project of the day, trying Maybe to keep those weeds under control. You could get Bob a weed torch for Father's Day. You got this idea from Dave Meekum. Well, weed torches, are they. you only use them in limited circumstances, but they are fun as long as you don't burn your house down. As Fire. long as it's dry soil yeah. and not around anything else. Uh, and no debris of dead plants. If it's just bare ground and new plants, they are great. All right. That's it for us. That's it for the Greenhouse Show. Have a great weekend and join us again next Saturday, 8 to 11. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.